Welcome back to Writing the Narrative with Jake and Eddie. I'm Jake. And I'm Eddie. Eddie, we've been gone. Yeah, we You guys must have thought we were dead. Unfortunately, we're not dead. (laughs) Let's go. Still alive and kicking, just like good old Uncle Tom. (laughs) So I I actually got COVID for a week, and I have uh, rested up, quarantined, and... Now I am once more free to record beautiful podcasts for our listeners in Germany, uh, Indonesia, and abroad. Yeah, and you know, thankfully to the CDC, they keep on just like bumping down the recommendations because like before it would have taken ten days to come back, but now it's like five days or something yeah. like that. Five days of lessening symptoms. So we're out here. I sounded horrible. Uh, oh yeah, that sound, day. Like that day. Yeah, yeah. I was like. I got to go home. I sound just atrocious. But today we're coming back at it with something a little a little deep dive, a little personal. Um we're going to get really deep with this episode and well, Eddie, you want to explain what we're doing this episode? Yeah, so I at first I just wanted it to be like philosophical in general, uh meaning that like we're talking about life and stuff. But then I kind of figured that you know, I want to make this episode a little bit more personal because I feel like we, Jake and I, both do better with those kind of episodes rather than talking about like life and society in general. When we talk about life and our personal, you know, opinions, our personal experiences, I feel like we have done a lot better with those episodes. So that's why I wanted to do for this one. And they have better views. They have more views and better ratios. <laughs> better content. Better content. Farm the system. More shares. Oh, yeah, shares. We're packing in those shares from... And if, if you like our podcast and you're listening, please subscribe. You know, 90% of our viewers are not subscribed, Eddie. That's a made-up number. We don't have 90%. <laughs> we don't have a big enough ratio for 90%. We're yeah. fucking lying to you. Just do whatever you want. So... We're going to start off with a... Uh, oh, my God. Eddie's, I don't think Eddie's ever asked the questions unless I hand him the questions and then he reads them off. Oh, yeah, I'm exactly. Just, oh, I'm getting jittery. All right. So Go we're going to start off with an easy question. Where do you think your life is headed right now? In a weird direction. One that I did not see. Yeah, definitely. I didn't see myself becoming like a YouTuber, influencer, podcaster, or at least attempting to. I'm not, <laughs> I I say YouTube influencer like I'm some big hotshot dude right well, now. I mean, you know, you are into YouTube, so you can call yourself a YouTuber. I guess I'm a YouTuber. I didn't see that. Like if you ask freshman year me in high school, like, what are you doing when you grow up? I'm like, ah, I'm going to medical school. <laughs> I would never pass <laughs> medical school. I had, I had zero, no the, shot. The only way that I could pass medical school is if I cheated on every test. Oh, most definitely. Or I'd like pay someone off to like take every test for me. <laughs> yeah. I watched a movie on that. It was pretty cool. But yeah, I, did, I didn't, this is a weird direction. Um, I think if you look at like, uh, I've been watching a lot of time travel shows and it's like, all possibilities mm-hmm. are endless and like out of the most likely possibilities like this one is one that was not high on the list like yeah I didn't, I didn't see myself doing it but so to get more specific i want where do you see yourself in one year five years ten years in so, a, in one year five year ten years yeah so let's start off with where do you see yourself in a year from now 
in a year from now, we're making, I'm, I've completed my first year of college, Mm -hmm. right? We're pumping out videos weekly. Okay. Um, after, if I'm not making videos, I'm in the gym. If I'm not in the gym, I'm working. Right. So that's my, like, that will be my waking minutes in this, on this earth for like, from a year from now. Now it would be either writing scripts, editing in the gym or at work. You are a little bit different from me in the fact that you have, like, you're closer with your family and you also have a girlfriend. So, well, yeah, I, 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 I know. should say I would be living at home doing online college. Yeah. Know? So, but I want to, I'm interested in knowing, like, how did the people in your life tie into that? Because, you know, you say that you're going to do just work and working out. But, you know, you also have a girlfriend, you also have family. So uh, I'm I'm interested in, like, are you going to have, like, a systematic way of tying, like, a, a time, like, only on the weekends or something that you're going to go see your girlfriend or, like, like three times a week or, like... Yeah, the, the that's a good point. So the drive to see my girlfriend is, for both of us, if we both meet in the middle mm-hmm. where her uh, cabin is, it's, like, an hour to meet in the middle. So literally, like probably we haven't decided anything yet but like every other week or maybe two weeks we wait two weeks and then on that weekend we would go meet each other with my family you know of course um my parents are getting older in age and i need to start helping them with stuff so i need to you know occasionally i'm gonna have to interrupt or set something to the side to go help them Mm -hmm. um relationship wise unless it's like summertime and I would I would give myself like a couple weeks within the summer because during during school I'm not visiting anyone I'm not yeah. but like my my family is really spread out so like during summer I would set like three weeks aside to either go on vacation go visit some family or do something but of course I'd still either be like on the way there I'd be working I'd be doing something like I wouldn't just take a break completely like I'd yeah. be making scripts or editing videos. Okay. Yeah. That's a, I, I feel like, you know, while work is important, there's also an important, um, value in having the personal life as well. You know, you, you have to find that balance, your personal balance between work life and personal life. Absolutely. Um, but I'm going to have to sacrifice some of that for two years from now. If, If we want our dream to work, I'm going to have to sacrifice personal time uh, family time, stuff like that, to be making it work from this point on. And that goes into the five year now. So you think that you're going to have those, uh, you're going to start your your business life one year from now. And how will that one year affect into going into your five year? Well, there's two options here, right? Okay. We fail or we succeed. Yeah. I'm prepared for both. I don't. Do I want to fail? Absolutely not. Am I going to give everything I got to succeed? Yes. But they have to be prepared for both situations, right? Mm-hmm. Five years from now, we're successful. Okay, we're pumping out these videos. They're averaging like 500k views, which is ambitious. But you have to have ambitious goals. If your goals don't scare you, you you're, you know they're not good enough goals. Right? Yeah. I want to average like 500k, um, and then we have those videos occasionally within the month that tap like a million in views and and so we're going at this rate 
we see this exponential growth. Now it's time for me and my business partner, Eddie, we have this money saved in the bank. Uh, maybe we expand, maybe we buy an editor, you know, that way we can uh, not buy, hire an editor. That way we can pump out these videos quicker, have more quality uh, scripts, and mm-hmm. then we don't have to focus so much of our time. And then as we go, we dive into other business ventures, right? So now we have this money saved up. And of course, I'm moved out at this point. Um, yeah. Either, either at the two-year mark, right, I either graduate college and we fail because we look at that and we say, this isn't enough. You go down to Kansas City where you've always wanted to live or just pick a nice city or wherever you want to go. I don't know yet. Yeah. I go on and I finish my business degree and get some, you know, uh, medium income job at some middleman business where I work out till I'm like 50 and then retire or 60, more like 60. But if we succeed in that two-year mark at the five-year, I see us expanding exponentially. We're buying rental properties. We're buying Airbnbs. We're buying uh, like apartments to be landlords to, right? Mm-hmm. We have yeah. passive income. We can set our lives aside and just we 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 set up. I, I know people throw around passive income like it's some magical thing, right? Yeah. But truly, like we would either be having someone edit videos for us, which is a form of passive income because, well, I shouldn't say passive income because there's an expense there, but like a rental property or two, like that would be excellent source of passive income. Like if we own an apartment building in like, let's say a Wausau, a Wausau area, right? Just a high end, nice city. Mm-hmm. We could definitely like, you could see the price drive up. So you'd say that the difference between your one year and your five year is that you'd be more of a leader. You'd have more responsibilities. You'd not only have uh, income from your waking hours, but also uh, when you're sleeping, yeah. passive income. Yeah. Uh, so overall, just like taking your one year and like becoming more responsible and more knowledgeable. Absolutely. Okay. If we hit that two-year mark and we see success, we grab that success by the balls and we ride. Like mm-hmm. we just full throttle all the way down. I'll commit. If we see that two-year success, well, that's why we got to, you got to set a goal, you got to set a timeline. Timeline is two years. Goal is, um, we should set a goal for our YouTube channel and whatnot. Yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. We will though. Um, this is something that I talked about in a, uh, in a previous episode, uh, and also to you, uh, before in, a, in like when I texted it to you, but I don't think goals are everything. I think that. You know, you also have to have that input. So goals are the output, but um, habits and practices are the input. And I feel like if you fix the input, then the outputs fix themselves, right? If you have the habits and the practices of a millionaire, then you will just become a millionaire by your own. But don't you have to have the goal of being a millionaire? Exactly. Like both are necessary. However... I think inputs are more so uh, the the thing that drives success and mm-hmm. where you want to go because like you can't you can't obtain your goals without having the habits but with just having the habits then you you don't know where to go from there so you need both but I feel like it starts with habits 
and ends with goals, you know, input, output. And then 10 years. Yes. And then I'll I'll make this one quick. Okay. 10 years from now, right? We've seen a modicum of success. Is that the right word? No. Like, High well, I'll say high amounts of success, right? Yeah. Uh, if this is if this is a scenario where we're making YouTube videos, we bought a, a house to rent, or we just own rental properties, we see this large amount of success. Mm-hmm. Okay. We see an opportunity, we seize it, and here we are with this huge amount of cash, right? And I think there's always opportunities to make more money in life. They mm-hmm. open up as you like as time progresses. Like, if you look back in, like, the 1700s, the, the, some of the things that we make money on today, they couldn't even fathom, you know? Like, yeah. the idea wasn't even born. As we continue throughout history, like, even in the early, like, nineteen like nineteen nineties, right? Before the dawn of the internet. Yeah. Like, if you told someone that you could live completely online and make money and make a living just completely being online, they would have called you an idiot. They would have called you stupid. I, I mean... Speaking about the internet, what I find so fascinating is that in the 1960s, you know, there were a lot of comic books, right? And there was, you know, what they thought the future was going to be was like flying cars, um, like high-speed trains, all that. But what they didn't predict was the internet. Yeah. One of the things that we use every single day, we didn't have flying cars, but we have something that they didn't predict that is probably far more useful than flying cars could have ever been true and so with our with our you know large amount of money that we now have something will open up somewhere mm-hmm. some new opportunity some um n- just a new venture a new business venture like uh be the pioneers of something right and so we have this money right and hopefully we're at this time we're smart enough we're wise enough we're free enough to financially free where it's not a burden if we lose that money, but it's just, we see that opportunity. We continue with online YouTube, all that kind of stuff. We expand, we hire more workers, we buy more properties. We just become fully independent. I don't, not independent, but just like we're set. And what's your 10 year going to look like if it fails with that middle management path that you were talking about in the five year? I would keep trying somewhere for something the same Mm -hmm. thing i would do the same thing i would look for an opportunity to arise where i could get in early and be a pioneer to something but always saving up money always like you know like putting away acorns of of cash what would you what would you it's it's so much easier just to take a risk on something when Mm -hmm. you have that money to spend it's gonna be harder when i'm like you know at a dead end job when I'm like 35, 40 and you have a wife and kids and I got to it's hard to see that opportunity. Even if I see that opportunity, cause I'm so busy with the get up, go to work, go home routine off on the weekends, watch the kids, whatever it be. Yeah. It's so much harder to see that. And not only if you see it, then you have to have enough money to get into it. And not only that, but you also have to think of like, if the risk fails, then that also affects. That hurts. Uh, then that affects like your kids, mm-hmm. your your wife. Like it affects more than just yourself. So like people who are fifty, they can't take those risks because it doesn't just affect them. Further down the line, we're gonna be, you know, if YouTube fails, then we have our rental properties. Mm-hmm. If the rental properties fail, we have YouTube. Like there's always a backup. Like we're never gonna be just in this scenario where we succeed and are very you know pop, you know whatever. There's always something. Yeah. 
And if it's not that, we start a business. And whatever that business is, there's, oh my gosh, Eddie, we've had so many good ideas. Could you imagine if we just had the funds and the people and the knowledge and the know-how to just do it? That would be insane. We'd make money. Yeah, we would we'd make, make so money. much money. We'd make money. I, I don't see a world where we've, if we've made it, we go backwards. Mm-hmm. That's not possible. Because we'll see something and we'll capitalize off of it. That's what I think. Where do you see yourself in a year from now? In a year from now, I see myself probably on the, like, the majority of my time, I'm going to have, like, a stable job, and then on the side is going to be this business. So to get that stable income to support the business. Hmm. So you'll be going to school, and then you are kind of like the, uh, or, you know, I've also thought about going to uh, to school as well, doing the same exact thing that you do with um, with online. Mm-hmm. And so you want to do business management, right? Or it's just a general, my gen eds. So like just get all the basic freshman, sophomore classes done. Mm-hmm. And, and so I would be interested in doing accounting. I think that would not only be useful, but if this does fail in the, in the two year period, uh, a lot of businesses are pressed for accountants. So always accounting is always an option. Yeah. And it's just like, it's accounting, not to bash on accountants, but if you can do mental math in your head, kind of medium to easy level of mental math, like you're kind of set. Yeah. I'm, I'm currently in accounting right now in, uh, in our high school (laughs) and we get a college credit for being in that class. Actually, your girlfriend is in that class with me as Mm -hmm. well. And it is like, the math isn't hard. You need to know the process of it because all accounting is is keeping track of like it, it's like the the previous uh, transactions that a business has made, right? And so uh, you have to understand how to do that, how to how to keep track of it all. That's what accounting is, and so. To be able to memorize those processes, I'm pretty good at that. And I, I got like 100% A in accounting. It's it's super easy. So like if you did business management and I did accounting, then you would kind of be like the leader of the business. You would make all the decisions. And then I could be the uh, like the bookkeeper, the, the, the know-how. You right. Know? And that's where our skills coincide. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think there would be a scenario where I 100 percent be the business manager and you'd 100 percent be the accountant. Right. Yeah. I would want you to make business decisions with me. I would always account you on the business decisions. But because we just have such a great dynamic, uh, if we start a business and we have the money, the funds, the know how easy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Some somewhere, somehow. I don't know. I couldn't even fathom the knowledge we're about to gain in the next 10 years. But yeah. it's going to be high. And and the wisdom, because, you know, knowledge and wisdom, those are two different things where knowledge you gain from other people, wisdom you gain yourself, because wisdom is kind of like learning it the hard way, and knowledge is learning it from like, you know, other things. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we are, you and I are decently knowledgeable right now, but we don't have that much wisdom. And I think 10 years from now, even five years from now, we are going to be extremely wise in both like the business area, the philosophical area, 
I'd say political even, you know, Mor- like morally. Yeah. Having our morals straight. Mm-hmm. So something I wanted to do is define my morals better. And I think with you, I could make that a very, very good scenario. Mm-hmm. All right. Five years. Five years. I mean, you know, this is hard because like five years, like our futures are so intertwined that my yeah. five year looks pretty much the exact same thing as your five year. What about five years if the YouTube doesn't work out? If online creations don't work out i'd probably be an accountant for like a big firm i'd say i'd probably be making like 80 grand to 120 grand a year somewhere around there well you're just so ambitious that you would work day and night yeah like you would you would rise the ranks so quickly and uh that would trans uh like i don't know i I really don't want to work for someone else so that would really only happen for like two years. I'd save up all the rest of my money that I'm not using for expenses. And I would immediately try and start a business because I, I don't want to work. For yeah, start a, if you're starting a business, hit me up and I'll work for you. Oh, yeah. In definitely. like five years from now, like even if you need a partner to do anything, call me. I will I will pick up and I'll be like, shit, you show me like this income. I'll quit my job right now. Ever seen that one scene in Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, yeah. Where he's like, you show me a check for this much, I'll quit my job right now. Yeah, he, he was like, uh, I made 40 grand last month. And he's like, there's no way. That show me proof. And then he just pulls it out, and, and he immediately quits his job. Yeah, on the that. spot. On, on the, the spot. spot. I yeah. do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I'd see an opportunity like that to work for someone like you, and I'd be like, shit, I'm doing it. You and I would be like the two guys from Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> no. Yes. People always be like, I want to be like the dude from Wolf of Wall Street. And like, you're a cocaine addict? I don't understand. Exactly. <laughs> no. What a bad what a bad way. And then, of course, 10 years. 10 years. 10 years is hard. I can yeah. see one. I can see five. I can't. Ten's blurry. Because, like, if you looked at me when I was seven, you wouldn't have thought that I would be who I am now. So thinking about when I'm 27, I mean, I mean that that's just so difficult because like, at one area I could have like a family at that point, right? Um, but have grown ass kids. Yeah, um, because my sister uh, Samantha, she had kids when she was 28, I believe. I think my mine are in their early 30s having kids my siblings mm. starting to have children but then again my brother thomas he had kids when he was like 20 so no, we don't talk about your brother thomas on the podcast <laughs> that's true nice um, nice 22 minute conversation about our future i like it yeah yeah it's um, nice it's calming almost mm-hmm. in a way and you know that this the reason why i said before that it, it's better to talk about our personal experience and uh, about us more sometimes instead of society as a whole because we end up talking a lot more and we're more knowledgeable on the subject we're more knowledgeable on ourselves and yeah, each other exactly um so my tenure if this works out then yeah mostly like i'd say you being like the major like 80 percent of the decision maker and then me being like 80% of like the knowledge. Yeah. And then we just we just crank out those those videos. We crank out. Crank. Yeah. We just crank. Have like two, three editors. Mm-hmm. So many YouTubers do it. And they find like, they start this like empire. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, game Theory. 
Where oh, yeah. On like five, five channels now. Probably have a slew of editors, workers, all kinds of I mean, people. Like even Mr. Beast, he has like, he, oh my God. he has his gaming channel. He has his Mr. main Beast channel. Mr. Beast is like the pinnacle of like YouTube. Yeah, and you're the same personality type as him. So I, that's almost insulting to Mr. Beast. He should just be a, a worshipped as a god. Well, the man can do no wrong in my eyes. I'm sorry. He's like the uh, the the perfect ENTJ. He's he's walking on thin ice though with some of his YouTube videos. Oh yeah, it, it, he as soon as he gets money, he spends all oh, of it yeah. on the next one. Yeah, it's a risk because yeah. if it fails, then like he he fails. Yeah, <laughs> he's like shit. But he's got like six other YouTube channels now, so he's fine. Yeah, but also like, have you seen um the interview of Mr. Beast and Marquez Brownlee when Marquez Brownlee interviewed Mr. Beast? I think so. So in there, he, like, he said that he had a big upcoming uh, video that was going to do super well, but he couldn't say in that video. But he told Marquez, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, that's gonna get like easily a hundred million views, just like your." Really? Yeah. He has an idea that's coming out, hundred mil views. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's what makes him so special is that he's able to come up with so many different ideas like one of his ways of doing uh of like making videos is that he'll open up a dictionary and just turn to a random page and see if there are any words that make him come up with a new idea it's kind of genius yeah and he he does that like he flips through it for like an hour straight just coming up with different ideas like and that's that's something we have to be cautious of we have to we have to think like Mr. Beast and not like other YouTubers, and I say this because Mr. Beast is willing to take those risks risks because he knows he's so confident that the reward is going to be higher because he's willing to spend that much so the reward will be that much. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of YouTubers play it safe and stagnant and then they slowly die out. Mr. Beast just pedal to the metal all the time. Yeah, he sets his standards higher than the rest of everyone else. True. Which is what makes him like so good is because he has higher standards for his videos than anyone else. How many more questions you got on there on that little? Oh God, I have so many. All right, let's go then. What is holding you back from the person you want to be? Dying dreams. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Old, not dying. Old dreams, dreams that I know are impossible. I still have this vision in my mind when I when I put in like all these hours of work and like okay for the longest time not the longest time for like 4 years I wanted to play college basketball. Mm-hmm. Right? I I like I don't even care if I I made it to like be a starter, if I was a bench warmer, whatever. I wanted to just somewhere anywhere because in like eighth grade I was like six one I was like towering above everyone else I didn't grow since eighth grade yeah and and I held on to this belief that I was going to grow to be like this six ten big man who was going to just dominate all the way through high school and so now I I I practice every day I don't I don't want to picture reality or like my old dream my other old dream going to med school right yeah, it's it, it's hard to say to people like, oh, I'm going to this university. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to this fancy university. I'm going to Madison. I'm going to Minnesota. Oh, my gosh, I just got accepted into Brown, like all those fancy universities. And I have to look them in the eye and say to them, I'm going to a local community college. 
And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm going online. I'm doing online school to a local community college. And it's almost like dying dreams is a part of it, right? And then the other half is like not believing in myself, mm-hmm. confidence in myself. So it's it's like they say they're going to a major university. And I think to myself, you know, all oh, you're going to be like $60,000 in debt and you're not going to know what you're doing with your life. You don't even know what degree you want yet, but you're just going anyways. And even though I think that in my head, I also think they're better than me. I literally think that. I think sometimes that people are better than me just because of... Like the the future credentials that they're going to get? Yeah. And what am I going to tell them? I'm going to be a YouTuber? (laughs) I actually got this podcast. You want to give it a listen? Uh, I'm going to be a major YouTuber and own business. I have not told my parents what I'm going to do. The only reason they justify the online community college is because it saves them like a bunch of money with my student loans, right? Oh, so they're going to take on your your student loans well most in your scenario in your case no because you know family kind of sucks yeah but like usually you need a co-signer on your student loans and that would be your parents oh so yeah my sister co-signed with my mom and my brother's co-signed with my dad and i mean for me i'm probably just gonna like the community college that you are going to you could probably it would be really easy for you to just pay it outright. Oh yeah, it's it's not a lot, and that's the thing. That's why I, that's how I justify going to yeah, um, community college. I'm pretty sure for like two years for like a business degree, um, is like I want to say like twelve grand. No, less than that. It's like eight. Well, I know that an accounting degree is ten grand. So oh well, my my Gen N one's like eight grand for two years. Oh which really? Is like hella cheap. It's so cheap. Oh, do you mean like just the the regular classes that you yeah. have to take? As, oh mm-hmm. yeah. Well, obviously that's gonna be like the cheapest. Anyways, just again, confidence in myself and holding on to something that's not there anymore. You know, like not believing that I'm going to have to grind out. Like I don't want to believe that I'm gonna have to sacrifice family time in the next two years. But mm-hmm. I but I know I have to. Yeah, and so that's why it's like, and basketball season's going. I've devoted like all my time into training for that, and like I know I'm not going anywhere after high school. Yeah, like I can't, I'm not good enough. And so you have to look at yourself and say, when are you going to give up that dream and start on a new one? When are you going to give up your childhood to be an adult? You know, because the second I start getting up every day and working on a YouTube script and uh, editing videos every waking second of my life is when I go from a 17-year-old living at home to an 8-year-old, 18-year-old adult who now has to manage his life and get his life together otherwise he's going to be stagnant and stuck in his like worst nightmare. Yeah, I think when you're getting up at like 5 o'clock in the morning working out and then hitting and just cranking out videos, I don't think that you're going to be thinking about oh, what if I what if I did go to like a, a good medical school right now and I, I could be you know on my way to being a doctor I don't think you're going to be thinking that when you're hammering out videos not to mention the whole confidence thing in myself it has a lot to do with my peers around me mm-hmm. right and when I'm isolated from my peers because they're all off at college I think my confidence in myself is going to grow because I won't have the influence of everyone around me questioning my decisions that's true yeah because so. I'm going to feel the confidence of getting up every morning making YouTube videos, going to work, doing school, and being content with my life, knowing that I'm putting in the max amount of effort and time I can do to all of those three things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I think for me, what has been holding me back is probably not wanting to change, not wanting it hard enough. Because like I do want to change and I do want to have habits of someone successful, but I just don't do it. Like I, I just don't. I like, guarantee you, I hate to interrupt you, but I guarantee you the second you move out of your parents' house, you're going to want it. Probably you're gonna yeah. you're gonna you're gonna walk out of your driveway, and with all your shit, someone's gonna be helping you move in, right? You're gonna be standing at the end of your driveway. You're gonna look at that house, and you're gonna say to yourself, being Eddie Falsetto, you're gonna look at that house. You're gonna say, "I want to be better than that." You're gonna look at their house. I want to be better than them. I want to be better than they ever were, and then that's when you that will click. I promise you that. I I could see that, yeah. Because, like, there are some things where it's, like, I I don't want to do it because it's not my stuff. You know, like, I, it's very hard for me to, like, want to do anything because it's not a, a space that I'm comfortable in doing it in. But when it's all my stuff, like, for instance, I don't really cook. Like, there hasn't been a time where I've used a, the stove in my house. In my house. Like, I, I've never used it before. And it's because... It, it's not my pots. It's not my pans. Like I just feel uncomfortable using that stuff because it's not mine. So as soon as I get outside of the house, I I really want to cook for myself. I really want to make like homemade meals, but I don't feel comfortable doing it in that house. That's fair. Yeah. You're limited by your environment and surroundings. If you know, same thing with me with isolating myself. Once you isolate yourself, and it's just. Your only contact is your workers, maybe me and whoever else is around at the time, right? You're going to see how bad you want it. Mm -hmm. And then you'll, because there's no distractions, there's nothing else. There's no school. There's, there's just work and work. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to see a path like, a, like the fog will be lifted and you see, I have to, like we, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. And we'll, the energy that we create will feed off of each other. It'll be beautiful. It'll be like two dragons intertwining and space fucking <laughs> synergy synergy okay how have your strengths helped you to succeed how have your faults hindered you strengths and faults yeah so what do you think are your strengths confidence even but, though I just talked yeah. about how my lack of confidence hold me back um drive willpower my drive my willpower and like thinking outside the box um with my drive my willpower i if i want something bad enough there will not be a human to stop me mm -hmm. i've i've been there where i've gone for like i wanted to like dunk the basketball like really good like i want to be able to like two hands slam the basketball like i watched college players nba players like get up there and guys my size, like, do it. And yeah. for, like, two months in the summer, uh, I just put my head down, in, like, every day. If I, I was on a diet, I was getting up at, like, 5 in the morning to go work out before work. And then I was I was going there. I, I just – and then after two months, I, I woke up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've been doing this for two months. Like, yeah. I've been there. What has hindered me is, like, my lack of – I talk about my confidence a lot and it's cause like it, it like 
it varies, right? It fluctuates. It fluctuates, definitely. Because I start to get confidence and then I get too comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And then something happens, just like something little, something stupid. And that confidence just dives into this pit. And then the pit is where I realize who I am and then the confidence goes up again. It's like, it can't just like stay in the middle. It just can't. I make a bad call on a, like a stock and then I just plummet and I question all my decisions. I don't want to touch anything anymore. And then like I find something and I make like $500 and it like goes up and then I'm too cocky and then I make a stupid mistake. Stuff like that. It's, it hinders me and I wish I could just stay consistent, but like exponential Mm. in a way where the confidence isn't fluctuating, but my my confidence is enough there to where it can skyrocket. And I think that goes back to what you were saying about how you want to learn what your values are because I feel as if it, if you have values that do not change whatsoever, that that will help guide you through life and it will be that kind of that kind of rock that you can sit on and be able to uh, have the confidence in knowing that while you may have been scared now, you may be scared right now that, you know, before when you made those values, you were in a clear head and sticking to those values is what you should do in order to have that clear head. What about you? What hinders you? What makes you excel in life? I think my strengths have been my thought process. I I think because, you know, I'm not that fast of a thinker, but I think a lot. So it's it's about um, sorry, that was a discord message um, or discord notification, whatever it was. Um, But, you know, like I, I take something in and at the immediate time that I take it in, I don't. Like it doesn't, it doesn't click with me right away. I have to think on it for hours upon hours upon hours. But when I finally, you know, get to that area where I have it all figured out, then I remember that for a very long time. So my reaction speed, I think that's one of my weaknesses. I really um, wish that I, I could have a, have a better reaction speed but my strength is after that reaction i can think on it for hours upon hours and then i get it so you've always been a great idea man remember times you told me you've like locked yourself in your room and you just think for hours and you come up with some of the greatest ideas i've ever heard and that's why again i'm very confident in our business endeavors past youtube past making money past being successful yeah i make up the ideas and you carry them out i think you make up the ideas and i just piggyback off your ideas i don't think i've ever had a good idea in my life i always had to like take ideas i always steal ideas if i have someone like you who enables that we're set yeah we're so set but i'm not able to do things as well as you can which is well with you it's it's time and repetition you do anything enough times, you become good at it. You co- you get good enough to come up with enough I- like coming up with idea. You as, coming up with ideas is a skill. You have to be in the right mindset, and you have that skill. You can come up with ideas. I bet faster than like ninety percent of the population can come up with ideas, which is impressive. Yeah, but I don't have the willpower to act them out, which you have. You know. Well, so. we talked about how 
remember you're an accountant for a couple of years, right? Two or three years. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to start your own business. Like that's, that's acting on the ideas. Yeah. I, you, you hate working for people so much. So you would, you would act on the ideas. That's your breaking point. That's your fog rising clarity, you know? Yeah, that's true. So I, I think like our, our, strengths and weaknesses play off of each other like what i'm bad at you're good at and what um what you're bad at i'm good at yeah yeah so that's pretty nice um hmm. what are your biggest goals and what progress have you made in completing them we've always had a problem with you talked about you know acting on that yeah we we've had a problem with committing to past ideas. Um, we've started like hunky dory kind of like maybe we'll do this, maybe we'll do that. We'll spend like five dollars here, eight dollars here yeah. for like subscriptions. With this, the evidence of commitment is physical. You want to know why? Look in front of you. We have like five hundred dollar microphone set up that because we're like this is such a good idea. We need to act on this idea. Mm-hmm. We could like start a YouTube channel right now and like because people, you know, a group of guys are like, let's start a YouTube channel. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, let's do that. And then they just like the conversation never comes up again. Yeah. With us, we're the type of dudes to be like, let's start a YouTube channel and be like, here's some five hundred dollar microphones. All right, let's buy them. <laughs> yeah. Like someone from our school listened to our podcast and the day after he comes up to me and he's like. How do you get the the quality, the sound quality so good? And I was like, we just have good mics, man. Like, Cuz we committed. Yeah, we committed. That's that's what this is. This is a commitment. And you know, uh, not com- not saying commitment is always money. It doesn't have to be money to commit to something, but for us, the money commitment is a sign of putting our foot down and saying we're doing this. Yeah. Like this is our plan. Like we can't back we can't sell these things. Can't back out of it. This is an yeah. investment and a loss. If we back out now, we're at a very high loss. Like that that red box over there is worth like I think it was worth like three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. The 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 um oh the audio mixer behind us was like majority of the money that we yeah, spent. Yeah, it's like half of the money. But like it, I remember buying that thing like because I bought the red box, you bought everything else, and like psh, I was like, whoa, this is a lot of money. And then you bought everything else, and I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I'm like, I sent you a picture. I'm like, I bought it. And you're like, okay. So, like, do I buy it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and you did. You just did it. That's feeding off of each other. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're much more of a risk taker than I am. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that's where that wavering confidence comes in. I'll make stupid fucking choices. <laughs> I'm like, the the... The risk assessor. Yeah. You assess the risk. Um, like an insurance man. Like you're high risk, I'm low risk, and that evens out to create like better. Like Basically, uh, this episode is just talking about how great me and Eddie are. We're just f- pumping up our egos right now. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it, so what progress have you made in achieving the goals? The the microphones are progress, in my opinion. Yeah. but like, Starting a YouTube channel is progress. What did you say, like 10%, 5%? Oh, less than like two yeah <laughs> like one percent but the one percent has started the loading process mm-hmm. um and you know exponential growth so it's not going to be one percent next year it's oh you know like... how like 
think about like when you're loading or updating a video game you know how it like or like mainly a loading screen it's gonna load past the medium chunk like as slow as possible but then there's always that end chunk where it like instantly fills oh yeah yeah. that's what this is gonna be like we're gonna struggle it's gonna struggle it's gonna load and then once we get past like 50 percent, just two chunks and it's done Mm -hmm. like it will not take as long yeah probably probably not um oh this is one that i really wanted to ask you who is Jacob? Who are you? If someone were to ask, who's Jake? Like, what? who is he? Like, Who am I? Yeah. Who do you think you are? I think I'm a human being like everyone else. And sometimes I need to remind myself like of that. Like, I, again, with that wavering confidence, when I'm high on my confidence, I think of myself as like this superhuman. Like I'm, I'm beyond a normal human. I think mm-hmm. different than other people, but what do I have to prove that? Like I act weird. <laughs> like that's that's my different from other people. That that's what they call a mental hospital, right? And then <laughs> you look all the special people, not like like weird, not like special ed education. You know what I mean? But who am I? Is I like to think of myself as different from the rest. Like I like to think of myself as the star of my own movie. Uh, the confidence is just so high, the cockiness, the walking around. But then if you think about it, if I was walking in a crowd, right, the camera zooms out, would you be able to tell that I'm the star of my movie? Or would I just blend in with the crowd? And I think I tell myself that I'm the star, but really I have nothing to show for that yet. So when you ask who's Jacob, I almost want to say I'm everyone else. Just the average person. I'm just the average person. But I know what I am in my own mind. But to everybody else, just the average Joe. Like, there's nothing special about me. I've done nothing special. I have nothing special. I have nothing to show. I can't show you my like huge YouTube fame or my podcast that gets over a hundred thousand listens every every time we upload. We're not Joe Rogan. Yeah. We're literally right now. We are nothing. I well, sorry. I say we. That's your choice. That's your opinion. I am nothing. I so, was I was link us together, but it's, you're like. All potential energy, but no kinetic energy. Absolutely. Wow. Way to, way to link. Way to link some uh, chem. Chemistry. But uh, yeah. Physics. To myself, I I wish I could be more. And I disappoint myself sometimes when I, when I know I could be working on editing, making a script, uh, looking at our analytics for a podcast, but I don't. So you ask me again, who is Jake? I say... I'm not the person you want to be. I'm not an influencer. I'm not the person that kids look up to when playing the basketball team. If you come to watch one of my basketball games, you're going to be like, that must be Jake. And it's like the star player because I have such confidence and cockiness, right? And then it's the dude last on the bench who gets like literally zero minutes a game. Like, I won't lie to you guys. I I take a three pointer. I make a three pointer. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the shit. I'm that dude. I'm the guy, mm-hmm. right? And then in a game, I'm the dude on the end of the bench who literally does not play. Like, that's just who I am. One day, I wanted to find myself better. I want to be that guy, but right now, I can't. So I have nothing to be confident or cocky. About. So a person who has lots of ambition, but nothing to show for it good way of putting it i have lots of ambition nothing to show for it lots of potential energy um I, like i said i've i've gone in mindsets where i can just put my head down 
And for like two months, I just, I can just go. And I feel like I can build off of that and maybe like slow it down a bit and exponentially do that. And you could see me just go, 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 go until we make it Mm -hmm. like a helicopter. Like once the blades start spinning and they really get going, you can't even tell that they're turning anymore because they're so fast. Mm -hmm. That's who I want to be. That's who I am. Okay. Potential. Ask me that question two years from now for successful. I'll tell you I'm that guy. I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'll try and moderate the confidence if we are that successful. Yeah. But I will, I will literally tell you, I'm the dude who made it. I told you this vision two years from now, and I, I fucking did it. I mm-hmm. put my head down and did it for two years. Like I, I've, I've been that. I'm the shit. Then I will say I'm the shit. You ask me who is Jacob two years from now? We make it. I'm the shit. I'm that guy, all right? That fuck guy. everyone else. Literally, fuck everyone. At that point, nobody else's opinions besides yours and maybe like coworkers and close friends who have respected, no one else's opinions will even matter to me. Mm-hmm. I get mad over little things, right? And that's a habit I want to break. I get like frustrated over things that are like, you know, do you really need to get frustrated over that? Um, two years from now, if we're successful, I will literally, nothing will phase me. Nothing. I'll be like, okay. You'll no longer um do that scoff that you always do. The oh, I'm like oh fuck, come on. Like I get, I'm I'm working my job. I get a sandwich to make, and I'm like, oh, it's like I haven't had a sandwich order in like thirty minutes. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I, like it's the biggest inconvenience in the world. But yeah, well, who who is Eddie? Who are you? Um, the way that I view myself is kind of like in the moment. So the way that I view myself kind of like fluctuates a lot. Um, it's mostly on if I'm improving or not. Um, and I, I think that's something that uh, of uh, a characteristic of who I am is that I'm always improving or at least I'm always wanting to improve. I never am satisfied with who I am at this current moment. I am very logical. Uh, I, I'm a big picture kind of person, uh, and I would say I, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's all I can really think about. I would say you're Eddie Fulsetta, the man. Way to name drop there. Oh, I just said your last name, didn't I, by accident? You also said it earlier, too. So I, mean, I oh, did? Wow. I said, when did I say your last name? Uh, When we were talking about uh, the house. Oh, I yeah. said, I said. Yeah. Did I actually? Yeah. You name dropped there, I'm too. I'm so sorry. But oh, well. I'm so careless. I'm so thoughtless. Now my confidence is diving. <laughs> I would say, I would say you're Eddie, the man who always pushes himself past his limit. I don't know about that because there's a lot of... Are you fucking kidding me? You don't know about that? I think you don't see it in yourself, but others do. You're the dude who's out in negative 20 degree weather running shirtless, pushing yourself past your limit. There's a limit that people go to just fucking standing outside and shoveling your snow. You are the type of dude to go run in that weather. And, and you push yourself past the limit. When we're... Every time... Anytime I've ever worked out with you or watched you work out with others, right... It's always one more rep. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always becoming better. With the YouTube videos and editing, it's always, okay, I'm really tired. I want to be done, but 
let's just do this for five more minutes. Like I, the fact that I want to be done tells me that I'm not working hard enough. And you will probably go five more minutes, 10 more minutes, 15 more minutes. Uh, you will do an extra 30 seconds on the plank. Uh, you will always do the status quo, no matter how long that takes you, right? Because you talk about like you're not the fastest at stuff, but it doesn't matter as long as you get the task done. I can always count on you to get something done because you'll do it. Mm-hmm. You're the guy who will always, not only will you do it, and it might take you longer than expected, you'll do it and then push yourself to beyond. That's, that's, that's who I see you as. That's who people see you as. I guess in some aspects, yeah. Yeah. When you want to be, you can't. Yeah. It's Always. Just, it's just actually wanting to be. True. That's the hard part. And what you talked about struggling with, you know, commitment mm-hmm. and risks and whatnot. Yeah. Things that don't take risk, you will do them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If I told you you could press a – every time you pressed a button – you would get a dollar. You would sit there for 48 hours straight pressing the button. No, you'd go beyond that. You wouldn't yeah. sleep. You wouldn't eat. you press a button until your finger like broke. And then even then, if all the flesh melted off and it was just like bone, you were down to the bone, you'd still be like smashing the button. Like that's who you are. People would stop at like, oh, I have a million. I have $2 million from pressing this button. You would go to like $2 trillion. Like you would go beyond anything anyone has ever seen. I would press that button a lot. You would press that button more than any other human on this earth. Until your finger broke. Until your flesh melted away. That'd be you. That's Eddie. Hmm. I guess I didn't see myself as that, but I, I suppose I could see that. Are emotions necessary for human survival? Yes. Why? Because then we're not humans. Without emotions, we're robots. But do you think that's essential for survival? Yes. Why? Well, think about like our our monkey ancestors, right? Mm-hmm. We're like you talked about this on a previous episode. We talked about how we're one of the first humans to have like fear, or like not the humans, the first animals to have like fear. Mm-hmm. And and if you think about fear, you watch one of your monkey friends, you'll get mauled by a tiger in the woods near this pond. You're not going to go back to the pond, which is probably a smart, you know evolutionary decision to not go back to the pond um happiness sadness joy life would be so bland without those emotions like we wouldn't go to the same uh fruit patch as monkeys if the food didn't bring us happiness Mm -hmm. right because we're correlating food with happiness because food makes us feel good it makes us feel full and so going to the same you know food patch every day because we're happy is what makes us survive um i can probably i can't off the top of my head if you give me some time i could probably correlate every human emotion with something necessary to survive in the wild um love reproduction like you need like you need that connection you can't just like tell yourself reproduce Mm -hmm. like with animals you know the strong sense of love forces them to reproduce um sadness sadness is a good learning tool uh whatever you do to make you sad you know in nature to not do it anymore again because it's such a strong emotion mm-hmm. um what other ones are there sadness happiness talked about with the food fear uh what other emotions well, with, the, with the pond that yeah you d- about disgust here? um you know imagine if like we ate shit <laughs> we don't eat shit anymore because it's gross but only because our minds tell us it's gross yeah 
that's that's good because it's probably bacteria that would kill us in shit if we ate shit. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's good to have those emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you think, going off of that, what do you think is the most beneficial emotion? Oh, that's tough. And what do you think is the most destructive emotion? Oh, I didn't talk about, oh, I got a good one. Destructive emotion, anger. I could see that. I think it's shame. Shame? Yeah, or guilt. Guilt is a tough one. Is guilt an emotion of itself? Or is yeah. that just, okay. Yeah, it's entirely an emotion of its own. So guilt is probably the most destructive. Yeah. Survivor's yeah. guilt. Um, guilt is just horrible. Yeah. He doesn't help you. If there's one that we could probably, I wish we could get rid of it, be guilt. Mm-hmm. There's some things you should feel guilty about, right? But after a while, it, um, you can't change the past. Yeah. So it's like, there's no need to be guilty over it. Yeah, like it, it, it's time to move on. Um, most helpful emotion? I think if you look at like evolutionary fear, fear drives us to like come together as a yeah. pact. I could see that. And and succeed and like innovate. Like, you know, big scary tiger killing all the monkeys. Well, what if we sharpened a stick? Stab the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of, those kind of, you know, that thinking of fear really pushed us beyond. Um, we were like, we were scared of space for a while. Yeah. And then the fear of the Russians beating us to space is what like sparked us to like, we're going to space first. You know, like you're going to space, we're going to space. Even though the Russians technically beat us to space. I'm talking about more than the moon. We yeah. beat the Russians to the moon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what values do you believe make a person good? And do you have those values? Do you show them? No, I don't show them, and I don't think I have them. Maybe I do have them, but I don't show them. What What values do you think make a person good? Empathy, empathy for others, compassion, compassion for uh for just the little things. Oh, more like empathy for the little things. I don't I because I get so frustrated with everything, you know. But somehow I'm blind to when others complain about their problems. Like if someone's like, oh. I had to vacuum the whole downstairs of my house. I'm like, and? But I know damn well if I had to vacuum the whole downstairs of my house, I'd be pissing and moaning the whole time I did it, like a little bitch complaining about it. Mm-hmm. Um, compassion, empathy. We have, what else makes a good human? Like just being, like if you saw a homeless man sitting there, I think to myself, this is a horrible thought, but I'm just being honest here. I see a homeless man holding out like a cup for money. And I think to myself, you're going to take my money. You're going to go buy drugs with it. That's, that's probably what you're going to do. So I don't give him money. But the people walking by, it's like, oh, yeah, have a dollar. Because it's like, what's the harm? Like, you, what are you going to spend that dollar on? Maybe a pack of gum? Just give the homeless man a dollar. Like, I wouldn't do that. And I just don't know why. I think of, like, the worst possible scenarios. Maybe he really does need the money. Maybe the sign about, like, going home and seeing his family is real. I don't know that, but I just assume the worst. I do. So a good, compassionate, caring human being who like puts others ahead of themselves mm-hmm. is just who who will hold you to a certain standard because there are certain people, and I'm, I'm talking a lot in this episode, but I like this episode. This is a great episode. There are certain people in this world who are too nice to a fault mm-hmm. and then it's kind of a toxic relationship because you start to take advantage of them. The kind of person that will you can call on to help but eventually it's going to get to a point where it's like they'll call you out on something if you're asking for help too much 
is the kind of person that's the best. Hmm. Okay. What do you think? The only one that I consider myself that I have and that I show is honesty. Other than that, I don't think that I show the values that I believe make up a good person. That's the word I was looking for, is honesty. Honesty, yeah. And that last part, telling you, yeah. Because do, you, do you think you have the others? What do you think makes up a good human, though? Having, being like, not so petty. Like, someone does something to me, and immediately my mind goes to how bad I want to get revenge. Like, I I have a lot of anger when someone pisses me off. And I, like, I go, like, my mind, instead of thinking about what I normally do of, like, learning and stuff, it all my brain power goes to how can I, like, destroy this person's life or, like, beat them up or some weird thing like that. I wish that I didn't do that. I wish that, you know, something happened to me and I could just understand that person's perspective more. I wish that, like, whenever I get mad that I don't let emotion take me over and I just stay how I normally am, logical and rational, and not so emotional whenever I get mad. So I think that's a, that's a value that you know, good people have is that they don't let emotion take them over so much. Controlling their anger. Yeah. And that kind of goes in with like your, um, like being pissed off at the, at the, at the small things Mm -hmm. that you wish that you didn't do that because it's again, emotion, like wish that just being more positive, I guess. I wish that I had that. Um, cause I mean, I'm honest to a fault. Like, I've been told that I say too much. So, I wish that I was able to see when to say stuff and when not to say stuff. Like, I I wish I knew how to... Because I don't want to lie. I don't want to even do white lies to make people feel good about themselves. But, so I want to find that area where... I know when not to say stuff. I think that's a value that truly good people have is like knowing when not to talk. Yeah. Uh, I talk a lot and I wish I had that. One of my one of my idols in my life was my dad's friend Bob. And Bob my dad also had his anger issues. He gets mad more like he's less mad at the little things, more like he just gets instantly pissed <laughs> yeah he gets just he snaps yeah so quick and so easy but his friend bob he takes i've seen stuff happen to him like he breaks his finger and he just laughs it off really yeah this dude's like this dude like falls out of the boat like bruises his elbow bruises hard and then i'm like oh shit he's about to get really mad because that's what my father would do yeah he would just get instantly pissed he'd be like this fucking doc i fucking i'm not doing this anymore but he gets up he's like <laughs> slippery place i guess and i'm like is he all right 
because I'm so I, in my family I'm so used to like just people getting instantly angry. Yeah. And Bob is just able to laugh everything up. Not to mention he's you know successful and well off and he's a very smart man and he's very intelligent. His morals are great, but just the way he controls his emotions is like nothing nothing phases him. It's you, great. Do you think that the reason why he's so su- successful is because of the way he acts, or do you think he acts that way because he's successful? I don't think he acts that way because he's successful. He dealt with. He, it's hard to say. I think it's a it's a matter of both. He knows that like acting that way gets him to success, mm-hmm. keeping a calm, level head, yeah. and then it correlates back, kind of like reverse. So then he knows he's successful. Why get mad? Yeah. But like that's the thing. My f- my father is successful, right? But he still gets mad. It's just. Literally, I watched him like he was trying to undo a snag on a rod and he had like crazy strong line on. He wrapped it around his fingers and he broke his finger. I watched him break his finger and he's like, well, look at that. He's like, oh, that really hurt. He's like, look at that, Jake. It's dangling. And it's like oh, fucking God. sideways. He's like, that's fucking sick. Um, and then he had to like relocate it. So he's like, and he pu- pulls it and pops it back into place. Really? Yeah. And he's like, whoo. That was a stinger, and I'm like, how do you not have emotion right now? Like, he's nothing ruins his day. He's always so positive, always so happy. I love it. I just love being around him because you feed off that energy from a person like that. Yeah, especially when he's he's got that commander attitude, mm-hmm. so he's like really like kind of directional. But when you're directional and honest and nice, it's just oh my god, it's great to be around people like that. Yeah, just so much joy. So, what what do you think holds you back from being like Bob? Well, we uh, simply just pettiness over the little things because then that pettiness builds up and then I also act like my father sometimes and I get mad, mad quick. I think mostly for me, it's it's because I get emotional whenever I like because normally I'm the most logical person in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about emotion. But then whenever I get angry or something, then I become the most illo- like the most unlogical person, you know. like the least logical person in the room so i i think it's like reacting in the moment that's hard for both of us that like we need to remember what our values are in be like bob be like bob you know because we say we want to do something and then the thing happens and we're just like not ready for it because we think of it like as a script like we'll see it coming if we get angry, but like a lot of the times with anger, we we don't see, we never see it coming. Yeah, and Bob just uh, gets fucking blindsided sometimes, and he's just like <laughs>, laughs it off. And yeah, I'm like, you're crazy, dude. I, like, you're insane. It, like, it, it's easy to say that we could do stuff now, but like in the moment, it's hard. There, let me. This is a good story. So my my we're in Canada, right? And of okay. course, all the boats are rentals from the 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 um, oh my gosh, the cabin owners. Okay, they're all rental boats. And one time, my uh, my father caught my siblings, my three siblings, boat racing with yeah. the boats and like jam, like bumping them against each other. Like don't like that bad shit. Like don't do that. You'll wreck yeah. a boat. Um, and so he he got so mad that he brought them in to discipline them, and he. No joke, because they keep it. My Bob keeps a diary of every single Canada trip and like writes indescript details. And they've been doing this for like 60 years. Yeah. So I'm flipping through the pages and I'm like reading over a page. And it was like 1995. 
and it says, Peter in anger smashes chair. And so when he confronted my three siblings, brought them in the dining room table, he yelled at them so bad and with so much fury that he ended up grabbing a chair, one of their chairs, and smashing it on the ground like a fucking WWE wrestler and smashed it to pieces. Jesus. Like just eradicates this poor wooden chair. <laughs> it's just like even sitting. He's like, ah, and he smashes it. And it says in there, Bob makes good joke. Everyone laughs. So even though like the attitude is being overfilled with like my father's anger, and it's a small cabin, so it must be it, it must make everyone else feel uncomfortable that he's disciplining the kids, right? Yeah. Like any other scenario, you would feel uncomfortable if uh, a moderate friend had like yell at the top of his lungs and like discipline chair. Bob was able to see through the facade, make a funny joke to make the whole room laugh. That's that's like that's like a superpower mm-hmm. to be able to change the mood like that with just like a joke and laughing it off and then people awkwardly laughing with you. Like you just change the whole mood and like, I don't know, because like if you think about it, Bob doesn't make the joke. My father smashes the chair, disciplining the children. At that point, right, the I would say for the next four or five hours, people are silent. People don't want to talk. Not only people, that, but like maybe the whole vacation is just ruined. ruined. Yeah, people yeah. feel uncomfortable. And then Bob's like, says something funny. I don't know what the joke was, but he just saved it. Yeah. That's great. That's why I want to be Bob. Yeah, it's it's you all like about Bob. like the reaction in the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. Uh, now I gotta. Okay, here we go. Um, what actions in your life do you think have had the longest reaching consequences? Actions in my life have the longest reaching consequences. So, like, something that happened or that I did that has, like, affected me the longest. Yeah, affected you negatively the longest. Cutting corners. How so? What do you mean? Oh, like I talked about before with basketball, I wanted to dunk. And I've always been really close, right? So, I thought to myself, if I just jump and try and dunk, like, every day, I'll be good. Who needs to warm up? Who needs to stretch? Who needs to do mobility exercises to like enable your knees to handle that kind of force? I just jumped into it because like I've never been hurt before. Who needs to get hurt? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it got to the point where like I was doing that every day. And then one day my knee started hurting. I'm like, oh, my knee really hurts. I'm like, look at it from two years from now. I'm like, shit, I wonder why my knee still hurts. Because you fucking went out there and tried dunking every goddamn day of your life. No warm up. No time in the gym. You literally like did bench press and somehow thought that would correlate to your vertical, mm-hmm. right? I didn't train at all. I cut corners. I cut the corner to try and just like do it. And no matter how hard I tried, I never would get there because I cut the corner. Cutting the corner literally has a f- like I still have knee pain to this day. If I didn't jump like how I used to do, like just crazy amounts every day, 24-7, seven days a week, I probably wouldn't have the same knee pain. If I just trained properly, did the proper research, I wouldn't have knee pain. That reminds me of, uh, do you remember Robert? He used to work at the, the, the school gym. Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of like my fitness idol because he like... He, he basically knew everything. He made workout plans for us that actually worked because 
I remember the first time I ever walked into that gym, I saw someone doing 135 for squat. And I was like, wow, that's insane. I can't even imagine doing that. Because my squat was like, I think it was like 85 Mm -hmm. at the time. I could barely do anything. He brought my uh, 85 squat all the way up to, I think it was like 225. Mm-hmm. I could do two plates. Um, so I, I was amazed by that. Like he he took, or, or no, I think it was 185 that I remember. Yeah, that was that was before my freshman year of football. And so, but but what he had a problem with was that he never stretched his shoulders before working out and he would always go like super hard with every single lift. And so before every single lift, we always stretched thoroughly because he can no longer lift his arms above a 90 degree angle because he never stretched his, his shoulders before a workout and he went hard and now that affects him. He cannot lift his arms above his head. It's anymore. not laziness per se. You 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 say to yourself, you know, he has the drive because he wants it. Yeah. Right? It's not being lazy. It's just not doing the proper research. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's. Really, cut, yeah, I, I bet he knew. I, I bet he knew that, like, to stretch, but he didn't know. He didn't fully understand the consequences of what could happen. You know, and that's the reason why he didn't stretch. That's the reason why, you know, he can no longer lift his arms above his head. So whenever I train shoulders, I always make sure that I stretch my shoulders before I work them out because of him. Wish I had a Robert when I was jumping all the time. Don't have a Robert. Yeah, it's sad because, you know, a lot of people, they... They cut corners. They could use a Robert to, to yeah. teach him a lesson. Definitely. Because, like, that, what I learned from him was his own wisdom, you know. That's that's where you gain the most amount of knowledge from is people who have wisdom. And he had wisdom because he learned that the hard way. And so that's that's how I remembered that always. Um, Let's see, where were we? Um, so I believe the meaning to life is whatever the person chooses it to be. What? Meaning of life. We haven't gotten that yet. What? We didn't talk about that. No, we didn't. So, but I'm saying, I believe that, um, the meaning to life is whatever the person wants it to be, believe. So your meaning to life is different from my meaning to life. Okay. So my question to you is, what is your meaning to life? Uh, cliche, but happiness, success. My meaning to life is being able to not like, because it sounds selfish when I say my meaning to life is like have a long lasting impact on the world itself because like I'm a celebrity, but like be remembered, be loved. How, how long do you think you're going to be remembered after you die? Oh, Max. Maybe a generation. Like 50 years? Yeah. Just about. Hmm. When my kids 
kids grow up and then they pass on. That's about it. Hmm. Even as an adult, like you st- even as like an elderly person, you still remember the lessons that your parents gave you. Yeah. You never forget your parents. But like that's it. Like one generation. I don't expect my grandparents to be thinking about my, not my grandparents. Oh my god. I don't expect my grandkids to be thinking about me a lot. Mm-hmm. Unless I was like they had them young and I was really really always there for them. Uh, but for me, my grandparents all sadly passed early in my life. They don't have a lot of impact on me. I don't think about them often. Yeah, my my last grandparent died when I was seven. So right. Yeah, it, it's, it's a generation. That's how long I expect people to remember me. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> when the YouTube inferno burns, isn't it crazy that like? YouTubers that like were with the platform, like once, like ten years from now, are gonna be starting to die off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the crazy thing is that there are YouTube videos of people who are dead, and you watch it thinking they're dead right now, they're gone. But the interesting part is that that video will always last. So that's what's cool about being an influencer on the internet is that while you will die. That will always be on the internet. So as long as the internet's there, that person will technically live forever. Memories. The memories involved, yeah. Um, I think my meaning to life is probably helping others. I really, I'm really interested in other people. Like, other people have, I, I have never had stress by myself. It's always been from other people that have stressed me out really but also at the same time i have never been happy by myself it's always been through other people so i think my meaning to life is other people i don't think i can have meaning without having other people in my life so i think just in general my meaning to life is no matter how others. bad you want to introvert yourself yeah no you need ma- other people i'm i've always been willing to take the risk when it comes to other people of like this person could probably make me really depressed, but also at the same time make me incredibly happy. And I, I've always been willing to take that risk of like, I'm, I'm willing to risk depression for happiness. Yeah. For the greatest happiness. It's a good thought. Okay. Uh, moving on. Um, (laughs) what do you think could lead you down the wrong path in life? Ooh, the wrong people thinking that something is normal. I've always had problems with like thinking outside the box. So when there's people in a room and like the status quo is that or whatever the status quo is, Mm -hmm. I always like just I, I do stuff that's weird, but it's always in the status quo. So hanging out with the wrong people and they have like wrong beliefs it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's, I don't want to be around you. So like you are the embodiment of the values of people around you pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Cause I, I chameleon to fit whatever the group is. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I chameleon to the wrong group, I like kind of get attached. And so it's like a part of me and like, if you look around my room, we have tons of workout equipment that's just like laying around and that's cause Eddie got me into like fitness and like working out and bettering myself 
I also turned you into a really weird person, which is why you're well, weird. True. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, on the basketball team, I'm someone completely different. I just act different. Yeah. Oh, gym class is weird because, like, I have my old friends and then I have, like, the basketball friends. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't know who to be. And it's probably myself, but I just don't. It's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what could lead you down the wrong path? Path. Not changing, I think. I think if I stay the way that I am right now, then I will never succeed, ever. So, you know, like uh, like I've said on this podcast before, I really don't want to become my brother who lives, who's 26 or 27 or something like that and lives in his mom's basement and... Part-time McDonald's. Part, part-time McDonald's employee. With two kids. Yeah. That he doesn't care for where half of his income goes to them, but whenever they come over, he just sleeps or plays video games. It's sad, and I don't want to be like that. I so. think another thing for you is isolating yourself because you like to say you like you like to sit in your room alone sometimes and just be alone, but like you said, you need people. Yeah. So don't like isolate yourself too hard. Like reach out. Yeah, I think that could probably lead to like <laughs> problems. <laughs> Definitely. What do you contribute back to society? Oh, I've always loved um, making people laugh. Ever since mm-hmm. I was a little kid. I've had troubles with like laughing at things that shouldn't be funny. Like people getting hurt. I, like I laugh at that. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, but it's to a fault where like I don't laugh at anything else. Like it's bad that I don't laugh at anything else. Like I oh. sometimes I think about it. <laughs> he said, "Oh, like like it's, it's like psychopath shit." Like I laugh <laughs> at like people getting really hurt, and it's like, why can't I laugh at like the cute dog just falling over on the couch? You know, I know that's that's basically the same thing for me too. Like, I laugh at like the weird jokes. I laugh at like the the jokes that like dark humor. Well, and you this and I is, are, yeah, this is tying back to contributing something. So I learned from an early age, I what the other thing that I so it's either people getting hurt, <laughs> or the or like something just anything bad or like something I shouldn't laugh at. Like, yeah. And then the other thing is making others laugh. That makes me laugh for some reason. I'll tell a joke. I don't even think it's funny, but if the other person laughs, I'm dying of laughter because they're laughing. Yeah. I don't know why. So I've always loved making people laugh, and that's what I contribute. I make people laugh all the time. Are my jokes a little on the nose? Yes. <laughs> Uh, are they a little edgy sometimes? Absolutely. But as long as I make others laugh, I feel good about myself. I, I laugh. I I feel genuine joy. That's not coming because if I laugh at the other jokes that I see on the internet, Mm -hmm. I feel a little bit of guilt from laughing, but making people laugh, they kind of justify my end goal. So it's like, it's just pure. It's just pure happiness. I love it so much. And I love me. It's just, even thinking about it right now it's great it's really great and that's what i contribute i can make people laugh even the random quick trip employees i say some stupid ass joke that they shouldn't laugh at and even if it's like a pity or fake laugh i laugh with them and then it turns into a real laugh and it's just great it's so beautiful it's just picasso i love it so much (laughs) picasso uh i i don't actually know what i contribute to society i think i don't know i give like a lot of my own opinions to people, which, uh, like I said before, I'm truthful to a fault. I, uh, Honesty is a 
contributing factor to society, I would say. I suppose so. I I don't remember the last time I told a lie. Actually, I genuinely don't. I I really hate lying. I uh you know, that's like I put a lot of trust into people. Um so whenever I figure out that people lie to me, I it honestly breaks my heart. Have you ever figured out that I've lied to you? I figure out like immediately when you're bullshitting me because mm-hmm. you uh like just in the car earlier uh today before we started this podcast. Oh shit, what did I say? You were talking about um the uh the the throat thing. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I, like I got a bad cough. I'm like Oh wait, no, we talked about like other people having bad coughs, and yeah. then you talked about when you had a bad cough and it wouldn't go away. And I said, "Have you tried uh, pole throat?" And you're like, "What's pole throat?" And I like when you shove a pole into your lungs and you clear it out, and you're like, "That's not. That sounds so stupid." I'm like, "How do you think sword swallowers do it?" <laughs> and then he's like, "What? <laughs> that doesn't even." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm bullshitting you. Yeah, that you know when I'm like bullshitting you. That's pretty yeah, easy." Yeah, but. And also, I but but I really do trust you. I don't think, like, I know that when it's when it comes to something serious, you won't lie. No. And so, that's the reason why I can just like trust you. But if you did lie to me, I'd just be like completely like heartbroken. <laughs> uh, but like that's that's the same thing with like other people. And I've figured out when people have lied to me, and like. I don't know. Like, I'm one of those people that think ignorance is bliss, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, if I had... I would rather be dumb, honestly. <laughs> like, being dumb would be so easy. Like a because, puppet in a utopia world, you'd be fine with that? Yeah, basically. If your life was, like, just set up for be- you and all you had to do was get up and it's the same script every day? Because I wouldn't know that it would be scripted. I, I watched, I watched a movie called The Truman Show. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Have you seen that movie? Mm -hmm. Where like he's he's on a TV show, but he doesn't know it. Yeah. And so, if you started to see signs of like the the facade of like the TV show breaking down, would you just and even if your head you had a hunch that it was a TV show or someone was watching you or your life is just scripted some way somehow, would you not break out of it? No, I definitely would. And that's the thing is that like, my brain. The way that I have caught people lying to me has always been, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Because, what? like, my my brain automatically clicks it back to something they said a long time ago. Yeah. And I'm like, that was like, that completely uh, is against what they said before. And then I my brain just automatically connects everything together. And I'm like, oh, they lied. They lied to me. Like... My brain does it for me, and that's why... Oh, so you wish your brain didn't do it, but it does. Yeah. It just does, and you can't control it. I always know when people lie to me. I Either in the moment or, like, later on. You'll figure it out. I'll, I'll eventually figure it out. And sometimes I wish that didn't happen because I'm I'm always so devastated whenever, I, whenever that happens. Hmm. Um, What's the next on the deep? pit of questions that we've now dug ourselves in now i feel my self-confidence is wavering oh no (laughs) okay so you have to pick one of these okay oh shit all right help yourself (laughs) help your family 
help society or help the world? You have to pick one. I have to pick just one? Yes, just one. What do you think is the most important out of all of them? I hate to say it. You gotta. This is selfish. You got to put yourself first. That's my answer too. I like to think of it this way. Is that, um, you know how whenever you uh, decline fast in alt- altitude um, in the planes or it has a lot of turbulence, the oxygen masks come down to give you oxygen because, you know, like, uh, because whenever turbulence happens, like strong turbulence. Or, I know you're going with this. Yeah. So they tell you, put your mask on first before you put your child's mask on first because... uh. If you are trying, oh, oh sorry. my god, you smacked the shit out of that mic. If, Holy shit! If you are putting your child's mask on first, you may pass out halfway through, and then you're both fucked. Yeah. And so you should put your own mask on first to make sure that you don't pass out, and then put their mask on. The same thing applies with basically anything. You have to help yourself out first, and you have to make sure you're okay before you start giving advice to others. Otherwise, how do how do you know that it's good advice? Well, how? Do, not only that, but like you can't, you literally can't help them. Exactly. Like you you won't be able to. It gets to a point where it will catch up to you. Also, the other two options. The only option that was close was family. Mm-hmm. Besides family, it's like. And I, I count some of my close friends as family. Besides family, society in the world, if society isn't going to help me, why would I help society? And it's, that's selfish. That's really selfish. And like part, same thing, the same idea goes to the world. And that's what a lot of people would say. Like, you're the reason we can't have change in this world is because you believe in yourself and you don't want to help the greater cause. When the world starts showing something back, I will show the same like mutual respect. There's people in this world that are one percenters, like the one percent richest population. Mm-hmm. They do something like tremendously good. I will reflect that back. I will I will match that energy. I mean, you gotta think like if there was a society where everyone solely worked on themselves, then everyone would be a hundred percent efficient. Everyone would be a hundred, you know, hundred percent everything because they have worked on themselves for so long, and that translates to society. That translates to the world. You know that that's the reason why I think working on yourself is the best because, you know, you got to help yourself out before you help others out. Okay, so, um, what do you think is, um. The biggest waste of human potential. The biggest waste of human potential? Oh, Lord. So many things. What could we count? I think I think I've seen drugs and alcohol. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Especially like hard drugs. Just meth, cocaine, heroin. Just eat away at people. Mm-hmm. And you, you gain nothing from it. You gain a high that doesn't last, and you've you've wasted money, and you put yourself in a worse position, and then because you're in a worse position, you feel bad, and then you want to not feel bad, so you take more drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's a cycle. It's a cycle, and you've you've learned this in Dare. I don't need to repeat this. So just just know that it's always for me number one: drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. even alcohol. Alcohol is like 
it doesn't what does it do for you i mean it's a good time but what what does it get you in the end i feel like society thinks of in this order being the most dangerous like well not the most dangerous but i mean like out of these three these being the most dangerous so they think that weed is more dangerous than cigarettes and alcohol cigarettes is more dangerous than alcohol and alcohol being the least dangerous out of those three Mm -hmm. but i think it's the exact opposite alcohol being the most dangerous cigarettes being the second and then weed being the safest i think i think weed is definitely almost definitely like growing in popularity yeah definitely cigarettes are starting to be everyone's like why do you smoke yeah i don't like vaping but i think vaping is definitely a better alternative to smoking and so people are like if you smoke why don't you just vape like there's there's at this day and age like smoking cigarettes like no one likes it no one likes the smell of it mm-hmm. no one oh, likes definitely to, i hate the smell of no cigarettes. one likes yeah no one likes to be around people who smoke um uh, it's just either smoke weed or vape or drink or just do something else cigarettes is like no one likes cigarettes yeah i think i think out of everything you should rather do weed than than cigarettes or drink because Drinking has by far killed the most amount of people in all of history. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. I think drugs is one of the biggest wastes of human potential. Um, Procrastination. Laziness. Yeah, laziness. Staying stagnant. Not thinking outside the box. Thinking that everything must... uh, Thinking... I don't know how to describe it. Thinking that everything needs to be how it is. I don't know. You kind of need those people, though. True. If everyone was different... You know, if everyone went and tried to go outside the box, then, then you couldn't have a society. True. And then outside the box would be in the box, and then vice versa. It would just fuck up everything. Yeah. So you need the people who are outside the box, and you need the people who are inside the box. I think the people that are inside the box, though, need to realize that it's okay to step out occasionally. They're yeah, so that's true. They're so set on certain beliefs and certain things that, like, sometimes you just looked at it from a different angle it would change your life and i think the people who are outside the box need to occasionally step inside the box oh be normal yeah yeah, because you don't need to invest all your money all the time i've had a problem with that because i am so weird that you know i'm i'm probably one of the more abnormal people in our school oh yeah definitely in like the top 10 hey eddie eddie's response meow (laughs) Yeah, that's how I, that's basically all of middle school. Um so I I think my life would be significantly better if I could step inside the box because I'm almost all outside the box and sometimes I wish that I could be normal and could interact with people better. It'd probably on a be benefit basis. you sometimes to interact with you normally. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I, I think if you're all outside or all inside, that's a waste of human potential. Okay, so how replaceable do you think you are? We talked about this. When we, you asked me who I am, mm-hmm. I'm nobody. <laughs> so you think you're very replaceable? Yeah. Replaceable as in like my my... If you tried to replace me, like... Okay, let's say I was cloned. Okay. And the clone had to act, even though, like, if you clone something, now you can clone something, but it's not going to act like you. It's not going to have the same mind. It's yeah. going to look exactly like you, but it's not you, right? My my mannerisms, how I talk, 
how I interact with people, what I say, my responses, that is not replaceable. That is very hard to replace. Yeah, I think nobody, it's like making people laugh is a skill. I think that have like having someone be able to learn as well as you did how to make people laugh, that's pretty hard to replace. I think that's your... Thank you. I think that's your most irreplaceable skill that you have. And I think, but like in terms of if you go farther out, like so in that scenario, it would be like family, close friends, people I interact with, school mm-hmm. teachers, whatnot. If we go farther out, society, oh, I'm so replaceable. We all are. Unless you're a famous influencer or like uh, someone, like a like a famous uh, athlete. Besides that, you're, you're easily replaceable. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're, you could switch you out for any other man that's six foot seriously it's easy you were replaced i I think my weirdness is irreplaceable but other than that nothing about me is irreplaceable yeah nothing about you we're not special yeah we're just not no one is unless you're famous and even then they don't feel special but they are it's a weird cycle kind of reverses when you get famous um what do you think you are capable of achieving? Like, if you became the best you, what do you think is the most that you could possibly achieve? I would like to believe that I could become Bob, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just make the make have kids that look up to me like how I look up to Bob. Mm-hmm. Right, even if it's just like a facade, which I don't think he is, because he's just so happy all the time. Like you can't facade that; you can't yeah. fake that for a week straight, and with everyone in a small cabin. Just getting rid of those things, the small things that make me mad, and being in a bliss. And Bob's Bob's attitude makes him more successful, but also his success makes his attitude easier. And mm-hmm. I think if I'm successful, then that attitude that I have towards getting angry starts to go away and i would love to just like if i have kids in a car we can do a car accident how i handle that car accident from that point on influences how my kids look upon me and how they're gonna act too yeah so if i like get into a car accident and be the cool level-headed like responsible adult and show them how to handle it show them how to do whatever or like get a flat tire getting a flat tire is a better example okay if i get a flat tire am i gonna be like God damn it, I'm so pissed. I'm so done with all this shit. And like throw a temper tantrum and then change the tire. What mm-hmm. if I'm like, all right, gonna have to change the tire. Come learn. That's who I define myself. That's who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Successful, calm, level-headed man who just makes people around him feel better. Just it's like a waves of just happiness come off of me. And it, inf- it affects like people. And then I can laugh. They can laugh. All good. I think that's a that's a good kind of goal a good uh a good outlook on what you think you could possibly achieve in life thank you hmm. what about you don't try and avoid the question what could you achieve in life you're about to read the next question i think i could possibly achieve being extremely knowledgeable i kind of want to be that person who like if you ask them for advice they have any answer well the fact that they ask you for advice i think you want to be the guy that people ask for advice yeah you know so i i i think the most amount that i could possibly achieve is being the person who 
one you could go to, and two, if you ask them anything, they have actual relatable advice that you could get from them. I and think for you, you talked about how like um, your happiness comes from others. Mm-hmm. I think if you retire and you wanted like a side gig to just make you happy, be a therapist. Yeah, you would get the most joy from like helping somebody and then like seeing that help and advice change their lives. That'd make you happy. Yeah, I think being a therapist is probably like a retirement thing because like they don't make that much money. Well, it's also hard to be a therapist. Yeah, like just get into it into the field. Like so you'd be like, side gig. You wouldn't do it for money. You'd do it for the happiness you get from helping others. Yeah, like the definitely an after retirement kind of thing. Most definitely. So now we are going on to our last question, and I think this is a pretty good last question. What do you think your future self will remember about you now? Oh, my gosh. He'll remember an arrogant little teenage boy with anger issues who lashes out at his parents. That's the bad. (laughs) (laughs) The good is he'll remember someone who was who was scared, definitely scared. He'll remember that. Mm-hmm. He'll remember those emotions of like going to bed at night and wondering if all his dreams are going to come true. But he's also going to be so happy that he stuck with it. He's going to thank past me. My future me is going to thank past me. Or I guess I will thank past me. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It gets confusing. But I would, I would want to think back and be like, man, if he gave up, I wouldn't be here right now. I would look at him like kind of like idolize him. Like you talked about having a stone to sit on, mm-hmm. like an immovable stone. I think my past self will be that stone. Like the moment I I get successful, that will be my stone because I'll look always look back on that day and be like, I did this, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. If I can, you know, get a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers, right? Then I can shit. I can get rid of my anger issues. Do you know who David Goggins is? I don't know who that is. I do no. not. He's a uh, ex Navy SEAL who became an ultra marathon runner. Oh, I yes, I now know who that is. I because yeah. he is either do like I don't feel pain. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel anything. Dude. So I he, just run. He has something that he likes to call his cookie jar, and I, I don't know if I've told you about this. You've before. told it on the podcast. You've mentioned it. You've referenced it. You haven't explained. Okay, so his his idea whenever he's running those ultra marathons is that he thinks. Sure, I've I'm running this marathon right now. I'm I got like 80 miles left to go on it. But to get to this point, I had to train and I had to do thousands upon thousands of miles just to get to here. I've done thousands of miles. I could do this 100. And so his cookie jar is all his accomplishments that he puts in there and he takes something out when he's going through a tough time. He he takes it out when he's doubting himself when he's when he's thinking about giving up then he takes out like i used to be a navy seal i've been in the battlefield i can do this you know and i think that's something that you need is a is your own cookie jar your own uh jar of achievements that you can take out any time that you're doubting yourself and say i've done this i can certainly do this for me for him, it's easier because like a mental thing. I would love a physical cookie jar, like an actual like, I can reach into something and like pull out a memory and think about that memory. 
oh that would actually be pretty sick yeah like like write down stuff and then like put it in there and like anytime that you're doubting yourself you pick out a random like achievement just, that just like done. a random day like i had a good day this is what i did yeah and just think about that that'd be wow. a beautiful thing where what do you think future self will think about past eddie Not being, like, not good with people, not um, not knowledgeable, like, pretty dumb compared to... Future Eddie. Future Eddie. Because that's always been, like, something that has happened to me is, like, just the amount of knowledge that I have. Like, I know that I'm going to learn, like... For instance, my analytical psychology. I never would have thought that I would love psychology as much as I as as much as I do. And so I'm going to have something that's going to like I'm gonna center my whole life around it at some point. And I, I'm not even thinking about that thing right now. So I'm gonna remember a me that is completely different from me in the future. I'm going to stop you there. Think about it like this. I want you to think about yourself seventh, let's go fifth grade. Okay. You were in the fifth grade. How do you, how do you future self see yourself now? Well, yeah, that's, I said that right. I think. How does Um, future Eddie right now in the present see fifth grade Eddie? Sad. I mean, not like, like I've you like, the existence of that kid just sad because like i know it wasn't necessarily my fault for being so weird it's the parenting that's the issue as with all kids you know but like i look at that kid and i just it's just like so weird and so not normal and like he purposely annoyed people just for the fun of it I just think that that version of me is sad. Well, you're thinking about that. I'm thinking about what you literally just said, like knowledge. Thinking about knowledge. Like not like, of course, you're in fifth grade, but like the knowledge for the time, right? Like compared to the other kids, you were not as knowledgeable. Yeah, So I think your dreams have already, not dreams, but like your vision has already come true of how you see yourself, the knowledge you've gained. That you're inter- think about how you interact with people back then and think about it now. You've already changed so much. Yeah. And I, I, I actually it's have not friends like you're, now. Yeah, you're it's not like you're stopping. It's, you you're literally you're in a you're in a friend's house recording a podcast. It's like even freshman Eddie would never have seen that. You know? That's true, yeah. And I I'm happy for you. I really am. So I feel like you can you can look back at yourself. That can be your cookie jar. You can always look back at yourself and say, Look where I come from. Right. Mm-hmm. Look at how everything was stacked against me and look at what I've already done with it. That's what you could say. Yeah. So I, I think future me is just going to look back and think of like, even though this is a time in my life where I have a lot of friends comparatively to what I used to have, I'm going to look back and say I didn't have many friends. Right. Then. That's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. That's why I love that question. That's a good question. That's it? That's it. Well, I don't want to end this episode. It's been such a good episode. How how long has it been? It's been an hour, 47 minutes, and 10 seconds. Do you want to keep on uh, 
do you want to continue? We don't really have any more questions. We can make some up. You have a good question? What do you think... Why do you think um, you are the way that you are? I was literally going to say that. I shit you not. I was going to pull that question out of my ass. Really? Yeah. Uh, who, who, I was going to say, why do you, who do you, I was going to say, what made you who you are today? Mm-hmm. But I think I'm the way I am because of my, uh, I was going to say because of my personality. That doesn't make sense because my personality is, uh, let me rephrase. I am the way that I am because I have no morals or like no set beliefs yet. Mm-hmm. I'm like I, I kind of moldable. I'm sh- I'm shapeable. I can be, I can I can be my father's child and have anger issues, or I can be someone who I want to emulate, right? Because we've talked about this, but my personality is one that likes to take ideas from others. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I take ideas from others, I lose myself in those ideas. So I take all the, I want to be somebody, but like, why not just be Jake? Yeah. I want to be this cool influencer, but why can't I just be myself? And I lose myself in that sometimes. I want to be the person who's like all cool and hip on the basketball court, but then that's not me. That's not who I am. I want to be serious. Sometimes I'll show up to practice and be like, I'm going to be serious. I'm going to be like Kobe. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be Kobe. I'm gonna have that Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out there. And I'm just gonna take names and kick ass. And then the first time I mess up, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. That's my bad. That's my bad. Like, fucking Kobe would never do that. I I also have that kind of thing where like, oh, it's it happens so much whenever I say it's gonna be a serious day. I'm not gonna act weird at all. And then as soon as I see like you. Or like maybe Jack or something. I say something weird. Like first thing out of the gate, um, like I make a joke or something, and it's hard for me to be able to stick to that like what I actually want to do and what I actually want to become versus like what I find funny and like what I what I have been doing. So I get where you come with that. I, right? It's it's weird, and so. Why Why am I who I... Oh, my gosh. Why am I the person that I am is mostly because of the people I surround myself with. Uh, my work ethic is because I surround myself with people who have worked hard their whole lives. Mostly my sister has worked hard her whole life, and I emulate that a lot. Um, yeah, I think a, a lot of why you are who you are is from your sister. She's similar. She's very similar to me. Mm-hmm. I try and match her a lot. She's an inspiration for me, but. And also, I see a lot of, like, your favorite YouTuber in, in you. <laughs> Ludwig? Yeah, Ludwig. Uh, like, the first time I watched him, I was like, wow, this guy reminds me of Jake. Yeah, because yeah. he, he stole it from me. I didn't steal it from him or anything. No, I'd, he told, one of my first times watching my favorite influencer, he told a similar story about how he wanted i it mirrors my life it's it's kind of scary so he told a story about how when he was a young kid he went up to do a presentation and he made like the whole class laugh Mm -hmm. right and he loved that feeling so much he like continued on he wanted to be a um late night talk show host Mm -hmm. and this was before you know 
whole Twitch streaming and YouTubing was a thing. Yeah. So being a talk show host was the only way he knew like to express himself. And then eventually got a degree in, with journalism. And then one day he just started streaming. First it was like piano streams, but then eventually his, his funny jokes came out and like he, he started, people started to love him so much that even though he didn't even make enough money to quit his job, he actually lost his job and he just, <laughs> he didn't want to make it seem like he's doing this as a backup. He actually yeah. lost his job. He lied to his few viewers that he had at the time and said he's going to go streaming full time. Even though he wasn't even making enough money to do streaming full time, he believed in himself so much and he grinded out all the time streaming, uploading for YouTube, becoming an influencer that now he's made it and wow. he's happy. That's he insane. has, yeah, he's a girlfriend. He has cool roommates, people he surrounds himself with, like the best people. Like his best friends are his roommates. Yeah. Which is weird because you see a lot of influencers kind of like once they get like really rich, they like isolate themselves. Mm-hmm. They move out into they, like a mansion. They move out to a mansion with their girlfriend and then it doesn't work out and they kind of get stale. Ludwig like surrounds himself with people that like keep him in check. Um, and it's, it's really nice to see. And I wish. I do have people like that. I have you to tell me the truth. You mm-hmm. literally never tell a lie. You'll be 100% honest with me. Uh, it doesn't matter what the situation is. I would like to see myself like have a girlfriend, but be able to surround myself with people that like, even no matter how successful I get, they won't lie to me mm-hmm. because they'll tell me the truth and I know I can trust them. And that's why I like being around you. But it's it's funny how our lives match. It's scary, kind of. Yeah. I steal his jokes. <laughs> I steal his jokes and I steal his attitude. What about you? Why are you the way you are? I think it's mostly from like being disconnected from being raised by others. Because I was never really truly raised by my parents. Nor really anyone. I kind of like... You want to talk about inside the box? You were like... <laughs> The reason you're so outside of the box is because you were never in the box, dude. Yeah, I was you were ne- never in the box. I was never in the box in the first place. Um, I was born outside of the box. Um, and I think sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. I, uh, you know, like I first raised myself, and then now that I have been growing up, it. When I first really started to go into society is eighth grade. Because eighth grade is when I started sitting at the lunch table with you and all of our all of our friend group. Yeah. That's when I first became integrated into your uh the friend group. I would say society raised you more than anything. More than your parents. Well more than any sibling. What what first actually started me becoming normal was when I started watching YouTube. I um I played so many video games and then I think I I started working out and then because I wanted to like get good at working out, I started to look up ways of, you know, creating workouts and stuff. And so that launched me into the world of YouTube. And there's this one video in particular that opened up the rest of YouTube to me, which was called um, the $10 million uh, credit card. And I remember that vividly because 
I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Back then, I didn't even know the difference between a debit and a credit card. I didn't even know anything about finances. And um, I, I don't even know why it popped up in my feed. It just did. And uh, after that day, I, I started to watch finance. Same with fitness um, as I was for a while. But also I started watching like how to get better with people. How to like, you know, like it was really like YouTube that that raised me. And I'm glad that I ended up on the right side of YouTube that I started out with like fitness videos which led to like finance and then that led to if you think about it um, those guys who post like workout videos it's never just a workout video it's usually like a day in the life of kind of video so like you see these guys like go out and like kind of like vlog their life and you probably got exposed to like damn this is what a normal life looks like these guys I, got their life together I don't know I, I think it was more of like I don't think I watched any of those like day in the life videos. I think it was mostly like not only would they talk about like fitness, but they would also talk about like, you know, being good at your job and stuff like because when I really started to get into the fitness stuff, they started talking about not only what you got to do in the gym, but what you got to do out of the gym and that was really interesting to me because, you know, out at that point I was focusing everything around fitness because I loved it so much. And I, uh, it was like, they, they started talking about like being good at like the, the logistics behind when to work out mm -hmm. and how to schedule your day to be able to find how to work out. And they talked about like, like a, a lot of the fitness people also had their own businesses. So they talked about that a little bit in, in their, um, in their videos. And so that kind of got me interested in it, but I, I didn't think that like I was, I was going to have my own business. And then I started watching those finance videos and then that started to translate into wanting my own business and wanting to get good with money and not just at fitness. Another thing that I just thought of harping off of your, this is probably going to be the last segment here with uh, hour 57, probably into the two hour mark, mm -hmm. this two hour podcast. You talked about how the lunch table, right? The eighth grade lunch table when you started sitting with us. Yeah. I think a reason you like honesty so much is because it like raised you in a way. So let me explain. That lunch table was ruthless. Like, we insulted each other on the daily. Yeah, that's <laughs> like true. Like, everyone insulted everyone. There was no holding back. There was no white lies. We were, like, just the most PG-rated R fucking lunch, eighth-grade lunch table out there. Like, we are doing, we were saying the wackiest shit. And so, Eddie came over and started sitting by us. And, like, we didn't mind because there was an open spot. But, like... No, actually, there wasn't an open spot. Whose spot did you take? Do you remember how there would always have to be one person? Oh, sitting awkwardly outside the lunch yeah, table? Out, that was yeah. because of me. That's <laughs> because I went in. And so because you sat there, we like just dove into you. It was almost it was borderline bullying. I'm not going to lie. It was bullying. Because like you would have like greasy hair because you wouldn't have showered in like a couple of days. Yeah. And we'd call you out on that. Like yeah. we'd say, you smell like shit. And you'd be like, what? And we'd be like, yeah, you smell like shit, Eddie. And, and like, then there was also one person... Um, 
I'll say his name, Isaiah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he sat at our lunch table too, and we would always make fun of how fat he is. And now he's skinny, uh, which isn't a good thing. You shouldn't bully people. You shouldn't bully people based yeah. on ways. But yeah. like we're eighth grade, we didn't know any better. We're fucking stupid eighth graders. Yeah, stupid eighth graders. And so. probably influenced his life to get fit and lose weight. And so I, I'm not saying I'm not going to be cocky here and be like we helped him for the better, but like it makes me feel better about the things we said to him knowing that he's in a better spot. Now, it's also going to probably haunt him the rest of his life that he's going to have, like, body image problems. But anyways, back to Eddie. But also, yeah, the same thing happened to me where, like, they would call me out on not showering, and then I'm like, okay, maybe I should shower. You know, like, You'd know, say, like, weird stuff, and we wouldn't, like, laugh. We'd be like, Eddie, that's weird. Like, don't do that. Oh, yeah, that lunch table is what actually started me becoming at least a little bit normal because you know I, w- I would say something weird and then no one would laugh and then i would know not to say that anymore but then you said something like actually funny and then you'd be rewarded with yeah. like a laughter <laughs> laughter's great i love laughter laughter is the best medicine well we have now hit the two hour 19 mark this is this has been deep dive we're gonna call this episode deep dive i hope now we yeah. can't. I don't know if we can call it that. Well, now now it's kind of set in stone. We have to call it that unless we cut this out. <laughs> Again, just a reminder: do whatever you want. I don't care. I if you really enjoy us, though, it really means a lot if you hit the follow. And we will be getting better YouTube videos up soon. Our YouTube videos right now suck so bad. We have one. It was poorly edited. Yeah. Uh, ugh. We want to be YouTubers, and that's the kind of video we put out. I'm kidding. Eddie did all the work by himself. I literally didn't help him. I felt bad about that. It doesn't matter. If you'd like this podcast, subscribe, share, show your friends. We really appreciate it. We really encourage everyone to do it. Are you done? Yep. It's, this, been a, it's almost like therapy. I love it. This is yeah. a good episode. This has been Writing the Narrative with Jake and Eddie. I'm Jake. And I'm Eddie. Goodbye. Goodbye.